Yeah, uh, did somebody order a podcast with uh, extra mustard? Ew, no, it's manners. Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? Oh, my God. You got a bit of a summer cold. I do have a summer cold. You got those sniffles. And the snorts and the coughs. And the wheezes and the sneezes. That's right. All of those. Hi, everybody. <laughs> it's Travis and Teresa. We're back at it again. <laughs> okay. With another banger. All right. Um, I'm, now I'm remembering that this episode was suggested by somebody, so I'm going to look that up. But we're talking about food delivery, like having food delivered to you. That's right. We are. And we had food delivered to us this evening, didn't we? We did. We ordered. Now, many of you may not have heard of this before, but it's <laughs> called pizza. Pizza. And it's like flatbread. But And I know what you're thinking. That's it? No, no, no. This thing has sauce on it and toppings. It's truly amazing. It's a uh, it's like Italian rare bit. Sure. I okay. <laughs> a touchstone that everyone sure to understand. <laughs> All right. Well, so. you know what you know what rare bit is, right? Isn't that just like everything thrown in a pie? No. Then no, then clearly I don't know. It's it's bread soaked in wine with melted cheese on top. Oh. Yeah, okay. That's a lot like pizza, I suppose. A little bit, but pizza is the Italian rare bit. This came to us from Marietta. Thank you, Marietta. So we're talking... Now, here's the thing. Once again, folks, just like when we talked about retail, we've talked about a lot of things on this show, your boy, Travis McRoy, has some personal experience with this. I don't, because I had the same job for 15 years. Yes. I worked as a food delivery driver for... Uh, let's say a popular sandwich company known for the speediness <laughs> of their delivery. No free advertising because pay me. No, I also oh, I didn't super enjoy working there. I don't know that that's a reflection of the company or a reflection of my personal boss, who is a real jerk. But I, uh, I was a delivery driver for them. I also delivered food uh, as a room service delivery person, so I think that counts. Which one did you like better? Uh, you know, I will say they both had their pluses. When I did the delivery driver, what I really liked was I got to, like, be in my car by myself a lot. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, I mostly just, like, listened to music and didn't have to talk to other people. Uh, when I did room service, I got tipped a lot better. Yeah. Um, It was usually, like, one time, <laughs> one time, this dude attempting to impress the person he was with tipped me like 50 bucks for a glass of orange juice that I delivered to the room and then he ordered lunch too and when I went back he kind of like leaned out the door and he's like I don't have any more money to tip you and I was like it's okay <laughs> we're fine it's alright um, and and so I liked working in the hotel just because it felt like more of like an experience and my boss was nicer so well and I imagine that if you work in a hotel since you don't have to drive in between places and the restaurant you I mean, like, you deliver more things, ergo, you make more tips that way. Correct. And here's the other thing. I'll just go ahead and throw this out right ahead of time. This is a Travis McRoy top tip. 
Um, what is that? A TMTT? Oh boy. Hashtag TMTT. Uh, delivery drivers don't, or at least I didn't, and I assume most of them don't, get reimbursed for gas. Like, you pay oh, for really? your own gas out of, like, tips. That's usually why in a lot of, like, uh, uh, things it's, like, service charge mm. already built into it. And, like, for every dollar of service charge, like, I think I got, like, 20 cents or something, and that was supposed to go towards gas. Um, and they're driving their own vehicles most of the time. So, like always kind of factor that in, especially if you live pretty far away from where the place is, even if you order. This is the other thing, right? If you order, let's say, one food, right? Whatever it may <laughs> one be. One unit of Right, one of unit of food, right? Or you order 20 units of food, the person is still driving the same distance and it's still taking the same amount of time to get there. So it's not really the same as tipping at a restaurant where you're dealing with like a sir I think there should just be like flat, you know, like five to ten dollars. Because if I deliver, man, that happened to me once. I delivered somebody like a five dollar order and they handed me a dollar, which didn't even cover the gas it took to get there. Mm. Don't do that, folks. Be better than that. Uh, well, okay. but also, I mean, so that that makes sense in two ways. First of all, make it worth the time that it took. Correct. But also, if like you said, you order twenty units of food. You don't have to tip on a two hundred dollar right bill. You it's the same amount, so you can lower your tippage to like ten percent instead well, of because that's the thing. And we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about this a lot more when we get to questions and everything. But tipping delivery drivers, delivery people, mm-hmm. is different. You you are tipping for a different reason, right? Than service. Right now, it's an inconvenient. Like basically, you are saying. You saved me the trip of having to do this rather than like, oh, that was great service because most of the time the delivery driver is not making the food. So they have like they they may have a like a determining factor in how quickly it gets to you. But like how long it takes the food to be ready, how long, whatever is rarely the delivery driver's job. And so you're really tipping for like. Thank you for saving me the trip of having to do this. Right. So, hey. Yes. Let's talk about some history. Uh-huh. Um, not surprisingly, like a lot of modern conveniences, uh-huh. we can go all the way back to the Roman Empire. Wow, really? Yeah. I don't know why I'm so surprised by that, but I thought you were going to say- I like, thought you were going to do a spit take. I almost did. I was taking a drink of water. I thought you were going to say like invention of cars or something. Nope. Okay. So- in uh during the roman empire there were fast food restaurants or fast food stalls basically called thermopolium i believe whoa thermopolium thermopolium sure hey listen you did better out of than i would yeah um is roman a dead language (laughs) i don't know they speak latin what didn't they i don't know hey it's not a history podcast folks okay Oh, no, it is kind of. Well, hey. Blame it on the cold medicine. Okay. Okay. Uh, and it was kind of like a food court, right, at a mall. If okay. You think about that. Um, so you had a, a counter, right, with large clay pots, almost cafeteria style, right? Somebody laid linear slop. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so popular in the ancient world that there were 80 
of these fast food restaurants all over Pompeii. And they're still around uh, today. I mean, they are. Well. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's not just the Romans. This, this, this convenience food trend has its own legend. Um, so uh, we had pizza delivery Correct. this evening. And legend has it that the first pizza delivery was a discus being thrown and it went through a sauce factory and then through a pepperoni factory and then through an oven factory until we caught it and they were like wait a minute this is delicious but it needs cheese well cheese wasn't invented until 1826 even i know that Teresa. come on um, around 1899, when King Umberto the First of Italy and Queen Margherita Umberto isn't there an Umberto like pepperoni? I don't know. I think there's a pepperoni company called Umberto's, or it's like a chef word kind of thing. Anyways, go on. Anyway, Queen Margherita of Naples were visiting Naples. Um, Margherita liked the pizza. Yes, Margherita liked the pizza. The queen was feeling ill and wanted some traditional Italian food to soothe her stomach. I don't I don't know really how that works, but So she wanted some pizza, pizza? to calm down her stomach? Okay. So, um chef Raphael Esposito had the honor of serving pizza with basil, mozzarella, and tomato. That's margarita pizza. That's right. To resemble the Italian flag is why he chose those. So, obviously, you can't expect the king and queen to come on down to your pizzeria. Uh-huh. Um, so, he delivered it himself. I see. Thus creating the first ever pizza delivery in recorded history. Uh-huh. Like I said, legend has it. Oh, I okay. found this at several, in several uh, websites, um, but like... I mean, it tracks. It all makes sense, but a lot of these things that are legends actually make sense because people have changed them. Um, why why do you think that uh, pizza delivery gets all the action though? Because lots of other foods are highly deliverable. Why do I think pizza delivery? Well, I mean, this oh. was my segue. Oh, I thought that was a rhetorical question. No. Okay, it was no. rhetorical. It was rhetorical. I th- I you thought there was an answer. answer for that. No. Uh, I was going to say because the boxes are so stackable. Because <laughs> they're flat. You can get a lot of them in a little space. So back when India was still under British rule, they developed the Dabuala meal delivery system in areas like Mumbai. Um, it's the name given to delivery men who deliver meals directly to people at work. Oh, okay. And the system still works today, although it's largely powered by texts and Wi-Fi and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, that. that tracks. <laughs> um, over here on our side of the world, there's even some as evidence that ancient Aztec markets sold tamales to eaters from stands. On the main thoroughfares so of the food empire. to go. Food to go, which isn't really delivery, well, but it is kind of food brought to you if you are 
going into the city for work. Listen, we could get into a whole conversation. Maybe we will. Maybe this will be like when we do our next Ask Schmanners, because I don't know that this would be another full episode, but pickup versus delivery is Mm. a whole thing. I think we have one question about that in the question section. But it's, hey, listen, they're, they're, they're very close. There's some overlap there in that Venn diagram. So here is uh, where you thought our story actually began. The invention of the car. Not, I mean, the invention of the television. See, that's not where I thought our story, but I okay. Well, but it's it's the right century, at least. And now you can get meals straight out of your TV. <laughs> no. TV uh, was largely blamed for becoming the entertainment of an evening. And so people no longer wanted to go out of their homes for fear of missing what was on television. Yeah, because TV rules. So um, restaurants found that they were suffering in the 50s with everyone, you know, in front of the tube. Yeah, because once again, I'll say it again, it's worth saying, TV rules. TV is not a corrupting thing that did bad. Everyone before TV just didn't know how much they needed TV (laughs) until TV came. And everyone went, wait, this is so much better than not. Okay, go on. Um, And so... This is when restaurants decided, hey, we're losing our money to the TV box. Mm -hmm. That's what we call it. Let's make our foods uh, carry out or delivery. Uh And pizza, like we talked about before, is a very good food for delivery. And this was the time in, in, you know, the post-World War II boom where the soldiers were returning home and they had gotten used to European food, especially uh-huh. Italian food. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, here's another reason I thought that pizza is First, stackable, right? Yeah, right. So, second, you technically don't need a plate to eat it, right? Because you eat it with your hands. It's mm. already divided into sections. So you can just pick it straight up out of the box, right? Doesn't yeah. necessarily dirty dishes and you can eat it anywhere. Okay. Um. Then again... Chinese food, American Chinese food, especially um, in San Francisco in the 20s, really started it, uh, started great delivery service, which quickly spread throughout the United States. That tracks. Um, And I'm going to make an argument for Chinese food. It's served in those fun little boxes. Oh, yeah. Again, you don't need plates. Also, once again, a meal that is uh, you can like batch make. Uh-huh. Right, so that's probably another reason that like the the restaurants are like so prevalent is like you can batch make a bunch of something, right, and then distribute it into individual containers, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Uh, Plus, I do I do like the payroll containers; they're fun. They are. Fun. You always see them in movies and TV show, and they always look like so much fun. Somebody's eating straight out of them to show that maybe they're having a bad day. You know, oh. pull it out of the fridge and eat mm. straight out of it shorthand like when someone grows a beard so you know they're having enough time or they're wearing a robe and you're like oh no oh no you're having a sad day you're having a sad day because you have a beard um so let's let's focus in on uh on the united states for a second okay because we talked about italy but there were a lot of like strictly takeout joints Uh um especially in the american south because it was one of the few ways that African Americans could create business and build wealth. So even before emancipation, Southern food outlets run by African Americans 
would cause people to reroute entire trips to go and eat famous foods. So a lot of these food stalls would be at near train stations or they would be through like main town thoroughfares, places where African Americans wouldn't usually be welcome. The food that they made made it so that they became tourist attractions, okay. basically. Um, unfortunately, according to a lot of Jim Crow laws, most of these restaurants were still segregated. So even if the food purveyors were African American, African Americans were often not even allowed to eat in the same room as the white tourists. Hence why takeout and delivery was so important. Right. Got it. That tracks. It sucks, but that it tracks. tracks. A- another fun uh, delivery food that we don't think about as delivery at this point. Um, so with... What? I'm, I'm trying to... Sloppy Joe's? Like what? <laughs> with the industrialization happening in the early 20th century in the United States... Ice cream. States, Is it ice cream? No. Waffles. No. Ice cream waffles. No. Waffle ice cream. Well, we talked about Chinese food on the west coast but on the east coast oysters yes really? that's right okay oysters scalloped chowder sea like creatures. raw oysters i'm pretty sure i not uh, like about a week ago i went to like take out pick up food you know take out food mm-hmm. and they had on the menu oysters and i really love oysters <laughs> and i thought about like getting some takeout oysters and the idea of it was so upsetting to me i couldn't bring myself to say it well, fried oysters. Oh yeah, probably. Last I'm talking raw good. on the house shell oysters. Put them in the car for 35 minute drive home. <laughs> it was very upsetting to me. Well, I mean, if you're if you're one of these workers walking uh, from their home to work or having a lunch break in the city, you can fit an oyster in each hand. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, they don't have them here in Cincinnati. No one's surprised by that. It is a, more or less, if you don't count the Ohio River, landlocked country, or city. It's a country all its own. Mm. Um, but in, like, L.A., in Portland, in Boston, like, there are stands, right, where it's just, like, oysters on the half shell for, like, you know, 50 cents a dollar each. You just walk up and you get some oysters and you keep walking. And I love it. The The funny thing about oysters, and a lot of seafood in general, is it was once considered the kind of like poor person's yeah. meal. You're scooping bugs out of the ocean. You're but scooping something that looks like snot out of the ocean. Now it is considered delicacy oh, yes. and we pay out the nose for it due to largely overfishing. Yeah. Um, people were just like, these things are everywhere. I don't want them. They're so common. Give them to those poor people. Mm -hmm. And then everyone was like, oh, no, there's none left for me. Now they're expensive. You do a really good impression of whoever that person is. (laughs) Does the stuffy nose help? It really does. Great. All right. So let's move up to the, the last great innovation in takeout and delivery. In the 1960s. The warming box. No. Oh. The chafing dish? Is that what you're talking about? No, you know the thing where they bring it and it's like soft-sided, but it has like aluminum kind of thing Uh, on the inside to keep stuff warm? No. No. Food trucks. Oh, okay. 
Uh, food trucks started gaining popularity in the 1960s. Uh, music festivals, hippie outdoorness business yeah. stuff. Um, and this way they could bring the whole restaurant. To it's you. true. Offer a lot more uh, uh, choices and uh, um, like fresh uh, baked food right straight to you. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of food trucks. Listen, I know it's pretty out there. I'm a bit of a <laughs> rebel, but I like food trucks. Well, food trucks of today are, you know, they're like almost gourmet kitchens on wheels, but they didn't start out that way. They had a little bit of a reputation for being um, <clears throat> roach coaches. Oh, I see. A little grody. Yeah. But not so much anymore. So this is kind of like the last stop on the takeout delivery train um, until we didn't need trains anymore because we have airplanes and that airplane is called (laughs) the Internet. Okay. Oh, wow. (laughs) That was a really there was a lot in that metaphor. But I do understand what you're saying because you had said like, you know, last big stop. But I would argue that right now we're in a bit of a delivery kind of revolution. Right. Where like you like can, I said, yeah. there's no more trains. It's just planes because it's the internet. Well, I remember like for delivery, right? Having like the one kind of like Chinese food menu like in the drawer mm-hmm. and like knowing what two pizza places are delivered to you and like then it, other than that, it was just like driving around, like a new solid place trying to remember like there is a place there, right? And now being able to say, what kind of cuisine would I like this evening? And then like sorting that in the app in your phone. Exactly. Kids today, don't... Okay, listen. Not what? to mention oh. um, that people can now get meal kits, groceries, other local business delights delivered to their home via the internet, Right. So you don't you don't even you can buy a meal already cooked mm-hmm. or you can buy a meal to cook yourself. It's perfect. It's perfect. Hey, we're going to answer some of your questions, but first, here's a word from our sponsors and a thank you note for them. Schmeier's is sponsored in part this week by RoomKey. Uh listen, Roomkey is a hotel search site dedicated to transparency and travel. We travel a lot. We go to a lot of live shows. I go to a lot of conventions, stuff like that. Booking hotels can be nerve-wracking. It Like, I'm one of those people that when I'm looking, I'm so worried, like, maybe there's someplace closer. Maybe there's a better price on some other site. Or maybe the site I'm booking through is, I don't know, I can't trust it. But not Roomkey. No misleading information and no tricks hiding in the front fine print. Roomkey has tools that make hotel search easy and gimmick-free, and when you're ready to book, Roomkey takes you to the hotel's website to book direct, which is the best way to secure your room, rate, and loyalty points without worry of lost reservations. Hotel search without gimmicks, hotel booking without the runaround, that's how Roomkey makes travel work for you. So, head to roomkey.com, that's R-O-O-M-K-E-Y.com slash schmanners today to book your next trip. That's roomkey.com slash schmanners. Schmanners is also sponsored in part this week by ModCloth. At ModCloth, there's no such thing as an ordinary outfit. Crafted by a team of in-house designers, their signature styles include hand-drawn prints, standout silhouettes, and an inclusive size range. Um, I stock ModCloth often. Yes. I am partial to the 50s. Uh, section the retro vintage. It's very cute. Thank you. 
But they do have this new 70s inspired kind of workwear, right? Very chic. Um, So if you are into that, you can check that out there. And it's a a great work look. I don't go anywhere for work. (laughs) We we work here in our home. (laughs) But it looks very stylish. Now, don't get us wrong. We do wear tuxedos and evening dresses (laughs) to work here in our home. So I myself, I have a whole wish list full of hearts because when you when you look on it and you like it and you make an account, you can heart it and it will just stay in kind of your wish list and you can watch it to see if it goes on sale. Oh, man, it's a great site with great clothes. Um, so what you can do uh-huh. is you can hurry because this offer is only valid for a limited time. You can get 15% off of a purchase of $100 or more, including sale items. Whoa. That's a biggie. Go to M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H.com and enter Schmanners at checkout. Like I said, an extra 15% off all sale items, 15, 15% off including sale items. Yes, and a 15% off a purchase of $100 or more including sale items, modcloth.com. Through the end of August. Oh, you better hurry. Better hurry. Modcloth.com, Coach Manners. Hello, I'm Lujan Safagari, and I play a bunch of characters on Mission to Zix, an improvised science fiction podcast on Maximum Fun, and this is our incredible sound designer, Shane. Hello. Now, Shane makes it possible for me to play a thousand billion characters in our galaxy. Such as the Bajarian Shane, Ship of the Stars. And the Enforcer prepare to eat pancakes. An emissary Turk mannequin. Hey, I just got another amp. And the horrible life! Ah! Oh, also there are five other cast members, and I'll give them just all a second to say hi. Uh, hello. Yeah, that's enough. Okay, so the season finale of Mission to Six is coming out next week, so it's the perfect time to dive in and catch up with our intrepid crew as they explore the Zix Quadrant. So give us a listen to Mission to Six on Maximum Fun. You wept as we crafted the tragic tale of Jar Jar, a Star Wars story. Yeah. Dude, he, like, he forgives Darth Vader. <laughs> Misa still love you, Annie. <laughs> you gasped out loud at the shocking twists of Face Off 2. Face is wild. He takes his kid's face. What? <laughs> We're writing an entire screenplay week by week on Story Bricks Season 2, Heaven Heist. Hey folks, Freddie Wong here with some exciting news about Story Break, the writer's room podcast where three Hollywood professionals have one hour to spin cinematic gold. We're shaking up our format by turning Heaven Heist, one of our favorite ideas we've ever come up with on the show, into a full screenplay. Heaven Heist is an action comedy about a crew of misfit gangsters robbing the celestial bank of heaven. Think of Coco meets Point Break. Join us as we write this crazy movie scene by scene and get an inside look at the screenwriting process on our podcast Story Break every Thursday on MaximumFun.org. All right, we got some questions here. This is from, I'm going to say, Roger. I don't know if that's correct, but that's what I'm going to say. Is it okay to not tip a DoorDash delivery person if the tip is built into the person purchase? Now, here's the thing. I don't think the tip is built into it's the not. purchase. It's well, not. I mean, you can select it and keep that as like your... I am okay. not an expert on this, but it, you should do some independent research. Uh, there's a lot to find out about... Uh, how your your uh, app delivery drivers are tipped 
and whether it's better to tip through the app or tip in cash or whatever you want to do. I highly recommend you doing some online research about that. Here's what I will say in a very general answer, right? Uh, sometimes the charges added to stuff, whether it's through an app or through ordering through a restaurant, can be misleading because they could be uh, labeled as like delivery charge or service fee, right? And it's really easy to think of something like that, like a tip. But normally only a small percentage or at least not the whole thing is going to the actual delivery driver. Right. A lot of that is going to the restaurant. So uh, if it went in doubt, tip more if you can. Uh, and also, I believe in general, across the board, tipping in cash is better. And here's why. Even if you can tip over card Man, there's so, when I was a poor college student delivering food through a fast sandwich delivery service, <laughs> right? There were days where I started my shift like hoping I got tipped in cash so I could put gas into my car while I was driving. Right. Right. Worried about running out of gas while I was delivering sandwiches. Because if you get it through credit card, you don't get your money until the end of the shift. Uh, we got a very interesting half sheet of paper shoved into one of our deliveries recently talking about these intricacies yes that's why it's worth doing the, the delivery it's worth doing the research right because i don't know how it applies to all of them right and i don't want to get embroiled in it but it is definitely something you should look up as far as right. how to best tip your app delivery drivers. which is something that we hadn't thought of Correct. so that little half sheet really told us a lot about what we should look into so please do whatever app you use the most do some research and find out where those fees go. This is from Moth. What's the dress code for answering the door? To what extent should I prepare myself? You should be covered. I yes. think that if you're wearing a fuzzy bathrobe, as long as it's closed, right, that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing. It's like this was always the weirdest thing for me when I was a delivery driver. When people would seem surprised I was there, <laughs> and I would always think like, "You called me? Oh, how did you get into yeah, my room? Like you told me to come here." <laughs> Like, I would knock, and, like, I'd see this, like, yeah? And I'm like, I'm delivering your food. And they're like, oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, so I would say just be ready. And, like, in general, like, I don't know. It's it's always one of those things where people always try to, quote, unquote, make me feel comfortable when what I wanted was for the interaction to be done as quickly yeah, as possible. as fast as possible. Yes. You got uh, other works to do. Right. Right. Uh, this is from Luna. How do you politely call the restaurant back to let them know that something was forgotten in your order? Again, this is something where if you're ordering directly through the restaurant, um, it is important that you call them back. They may be able to offer you future discounts. Or a refund over the phone. Or a refund over the phone or something like that. Um, I mean, I'm sure that the restaurant would rather have repeat business from you yes. than have no repeat business well and like i said you know like i said earlier rarely is it the delivery driver who's so oftentimes right three different people are involved in this process especially if you like call to place the order one person is taking the order over the phone they're giving that order to someone who is then making the food who is then giving that to the delivery driver and right. in that process that's a lot of chances for something to get missed exactly um and so like I, I, it happens a lot. Um, and again, if you're ordering through an app instead of directly through the restaurant, there really isn't much recourse. Um, 
except for having huh. refunds. Having refunds. Um, when this has happened, when they've forgotten things in our orders, we often get, you know, they'll say, okay, we can refund you the cost of that because it didn't, excuse yeah, you me, didn't, didn't arrive. It. Um, but it's not, it, it isn't something where they can contact the restaurant to make the order right. Um, if that's what you need, I suggest that you just place a second order. I would also say um, if it's something really noticeable when the delivery driver hands it to you, it, it's probably worth saying to the driver, like, there was supposed to be three pizzas and there's only two. Yes. Right? Like, that is especially... I've never had an issue with apps or even calling a restaurant, but that's not universal. So, like, that saves you from, like, calling someplace and then, like, giving you a hard time. Because how do you know that – how do they know that you're telling the truth or whatever? And you can say, like, I'm standing right here at the delivery driver and there's only two pizzas, right? Right. Um, so this question is from Jeeves. Is it batch manners to order food? Oh, we got asked by Jeeves. We did. Is it batch manners to order food at what you know to be a peak time, i.e. a Friday or Saturday evening or something? Or if you are willing to wait extra time and tip accordingly, is that acceptable? Absolutely. Yes. It's a peak time because people eat dinner at the same time. Yes. And <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> and that's the thing is like if, if you are paying extra and like, you know, you're tipping extra and you're getting like this is. We got a question from Lev. Uh, what is the acceptable tip increase to ordering during inclement weather? Right. If I'm ordering for a big group, uh, is uh, sorry, this is different. But oh, oh, uh, yes. yeah, but it's the same thing. Right. You are ordering food at a time where lots of people are ordering food because it's time to eat food. Right. So or as you're long ordering food and it's raining and you don't want to go out, right? But you recognize that it's like more difficult for them to get there right. right so as long as you are patient about it you know you know that a lot of people want dinner around six thirty. so if you have to wait then you have to wait because mm -hmm. you didn't get your order in soon enough right. you know that's the thing just be cool and and hit better and be patient i think is the good way to go and as far as what amount um so emily post institute suggests um, 15 to 20% in the same way that in, uh, in the U S we normally tip that for food service. Um, however, like I said earlier, um, it, according to how much it is, if it's a lot more than that, you, I mean, you're not expected to give a, a larger tip for a larger order up to a point, right? Yeah. I, and the same thing with like a $5 order and you got tipped the $1 and you're like, meh. Yeah. So it's again, it's about that kind of like convenience fee we talked about earlier. I think what we're talking about is like a floor and a ceiling, right? I think right. when you're tipping a delivery driver, you have a much higher floor. Now I'm talking in fantasy football terms, but you have a much <laughs> higher floor, right? Like I think $5 you know, up to, like depending on what you're ordering and how far the place is, all of those things, right? But I feel like $5 is a good amount to tip somebody who drove your food to you, right? But I also don't think tipping more than like 40 bucks, you know, like, I don't know, to a point, if they're having to carry a bunch of stuff and it's... How much do you think the McAllister's tipped for the... Not enough. What, I can tell you, the eight pizzas that were delivered Not enough, it's a whole thing in the movie. The delivery driver is very upset. 
Because he's like he stands there. Anyways. Oh, because they say keep the change, right? No, that's later. No, that's okay. It's not important. We have one more question here from Megan. How restrained do my dogs need to be when the delivery person arrives? Um, I think that they need to be not bolting out the door. Um, if, If they're noisy, dogs are noisy. They bark when people come to the door. Um, but as long as they're not charging the delivery driver when you open the door, I think that that's fine. I think, especially in this day and age where so many delivery apps have like trackers and stuff on them, or even if just a delivery like restaurant gives you an estimate of time, I think the best course of action is always to meet the person like on your porch or, you know, like outside the door, right? Like, sure. I, I, in a perfect world, yes. I Because I will say, as a delivery driver, if someone invited me into their home, I was instantly uncomfortable and in, in some cases intimidated and in some cases scared. And I'm like a 200-pound, fairly like sturdy person, right? And mm-hmm. there are much smaller people than me who are delivery drivers, right? So the idea of like inviting someone into your home, I think, is already pretty uh, in- intimidating. And then if you have dogs jumping all over them and especially you don't know what people's thing is like there are lots of people who are scared of dogs and don't like dogs so i think meeting the person outside is always the best way to go um so when i order delivery and you are not home um i often have both the dogs and bb to hang out with so i can't hang out on the porch but what I do is I, when I hear the doorbell or I look on my app and know that they will be here imminently, I put the dogs in your office. Yeah. And when they ring the doorbell or knock on the door, then there's no problem. They knock on the door. I take the food. They didn't even have to come inside. But because of the way that, you know, I prepare beforehand, it's all gravy. All right, folks. That's gonna Don't do order for... gravy. It can Don't geals. order gravy. That... Well... Okay, that's going to do it for us, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, go to McElroy.family. Check out all the other McElroy shows. Go to maximum dot, MaximumFun.org and check out all the other amazing shows there. Uh, you can go to McElroy Merch to check out all the incredible McElroy-related merchandise. Uh, also at McElroy.family slash tours, or you can just click on tours at McElroy.family. You can see where all of our upcoming live shows are going to be. Uh, and if you go to travismacroy.com, I'm going to post my Gen Con schedule as soon as I have it. Or my Dragon Con. Oh, we're so tired. Oh, it's man. 9.30 here, <laughs> folks. Can you believe it? Um, I'm going to post my Dragon Con schedule as soon as I get it. Uh, let's see, Teresa. What am I forgetting? Well, we always thank Brent, Brentel Flossblack, for our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Thank you to Keely Weiss. Uh, Yes. <laughs> Sorry. It's listen. It's been a long day, it's folks. Been a long day. Uh, for our Twitter thumbnail art, um, thank you to Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for our uh, cover letter of a cover picture of our fan run Facebook group. We are falling asleep here. Fanners, join that group if you want to give and get excellent advice from other fans. I don't think I mentioned to tweet at us, especially when we call out for questions for episodes you can tweet at us at schmannerscast also submit those topic suggestions we're Just all like marietta did with food delivery thank that's, you marietta again that's right um and that is schmannerscast at gmail.com also special thank you to our research assistant alex i would be lost without her she organizes my thoughts so well 
Thank you so much, Alex. And that's going to do it for us. Join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.